the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Edmund Burke. Hot button alert. Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am the founder of Spark Media, where I equip Christian podcasters to stand for biblical truth. My calling as a podcast host is also to stand for biblical truth and to steward the influence that I've been given so one day I may stand before my Lord who says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And you know what, y'all? We need more people standing for biblical truth today, like my guest, Dave Kubal. Dave is the CEO and president of Intercessors for America, a massive grassroots organization uniting citizens to pray and then take action on the issues confronting America. Equipping Christians to engage and speak truth into the important cultural debates of our day. Dave is a nationally recognized faith leader with over 35 years of national ministry experience. He is seminary trained, ordained minister, and a former vice president of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He is the author of Inspired Prayers and Fasting and has been a featured speaker at national conferences and events. I brought Dave on the show today to discuss his response to the recent vaccine mandates. He penned an op-ed piece in the stream entitled, Vaccine Mandates Target Americans of Faith, and It's Time for Us to Take a Stand. Y'all, I completely agree with Dave that believers need to take a stand against tyrannical government overreach and protect our liberties. Because as Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Dave Kubal, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. This be super cool to be with you. Well, you are the president of Intercessors for America. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. Intercessors for America, we're a ministry that's nearly 50 years old, and we really basically do three things. We provide news, we provide a community for people to pray in, and we provide opportunities for action. So news, prayer, and action. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you recently wrote an op-ed piece for the stream um, in response to the vaccine mandates that are targeting Americans of faith. Yeah. And um, and you also had a very poignant uh, ending to it about us taking a stand. So I want to know what prompted you to write the article? Well, my goodness. I mean, all of us see uh, what's happening before our eyes and we're all in shock and dismay of what is happening. You know, people are saying this is a time of great division in our nation, but I actually think it's a great, a time of great isolation, not division, but isolation, because there are so many reasons for us to paint ourselves in our own corner based on the opinions we have and reasons why we shouldn't connect with each other. And um, you know, I just think it's a very difficult time, you know, largely driven by fear um, in, in America. So so I wanted to have a pretty strong opinion out there on what I think about uh, about the vaccine. Yeah, I would um, completely agree with you when 
um, COVID first started, I was yeah. speaking at a leadership retreat and that was the, the message that the Lord gave me was this is a battle over faith over fear. And I have considered continued to see that play out. And unfortunately, I see people, Christians in particular, um, taking action based out of fear or being shamed. Um, And Americans are having to choose now. We're the land of the free and the home of the brave, yet we're having to choose whether we feed our families or get vaccinated. And that should be a personal choice. Well, it absolutely should. And what's happening happening is people are choosing safety um, over their freedoms. And, you know, we just got to say loud and clear, everybody, time out. <laughs> I mean, let's think about this vaccine. Let's think about this vaccination mandate. And, you know, I think there's there's four reasons why we need to consider. And, and the first two really are, are, are for anybody, uh, people of faith and people who are not of faith. Uh, the first one is... I believe that we've got to really put the pause button on this vaccination just because of the side effects. I mean, hundreds of thousands of side effects, tens of thousands of, of death as deaths as a result. But not only that, let's, let's remember that, and this goes to the fear factor, Misty, that um, you, your chance of surviving COVID if you, if you get this virus is 99.9%. So we're allowing our government to put a mandate, a medical mandate on us for something that we have a 99.9% chance of surviving. It's, it's really, it's, it's, I, I want to say ludicrous because, uh, because it is so far of an overreach for what our government should be doing. But then when it comes to men and women of faith, I think there's two reasons additional reasons why we need to consider this uh, vaccine mandate as as a line too far. Number one, um, that it was produced and or it was tested with fetal cell tissue. And for so many of us, men and women of faith, that creates a moral quandary of the the involvement of aborted fetal cell tissue in, in the process of creating these vaccines. But I think more so, more important than than that even is, and that's very important, by the way, to me, uh, is where is this going, Misty? What is the next medical mandate that's coming down the pike? You know, if you take it to uh, a place where it could go very easily, like in China, they medically mandate uh, abortions. Is that where we're going? Are we going to allow this terrible situation where chaos entered in and government took control of the chaos, supposedly, and enforced increasing amounts of governmental control on us. We have got to say enough. I agree with you completely. I was reading a couple of different articles this week about how um, people's care is uh, they're being chosen for the care and for transplants on whether or not they have been vaccinated or not. And never in the course of our history of our country, whether it was AIDS or um, hepatitis or any other um, malady, uh, did we respond this way? Actually, when when AIDS came out, people made sure that um, AIDS patients weren't treated in this way. Um, So I I agree with you completely. If they're questioning religious exemptions for these vaccines now, um, where else do you think that this could go? 
Oh, you know, the, there's an endless list of of reasons government can put more control on us based on it's all for the common good. You know, they, they take scripture and they twist it. You know, we need to love our neighbors as ourselves and and develop that into this whole ethos of of um, of governmental control. And it, it's just it's gone too far. I mean, let's just look at this religious exemption that you, you just mentioned. You know, the Surgeon General of the United States recently said that those people who are granted a religious exemption will be monitored. Are you kidding me? They're going to monitor? Now, let me just tell you how all of this works. My daughter, she's in college, you know, working, going to school, busy. She had COVID, so her natural immunity is, you know, some 13, 17 times, whatever it is, greater than the, than the vaccine. She has no need for the vaccination. So she filed for her religious exemption. Well, so she has to go get the weekly test, right? She has to be monitored. Well, this is how it works out in real life. She's working, going to college, she's busy. And as a result of of that, she missed one of her weekly COVID tests. She missed one of her weekly monitoring sessions by, by the authorities at the university she's at. And so she was fined $100. A hundred dollars for a starving, you know, college kid. That's a lot of money. The implications of this monitoring, the implications of this, uh, this exemption that needs to be monitored. By the way, who is granting these exceptions? I can tell you it's not men and women who share our faith 100% of the time. It's governmental officials that are employed by the government, employed to accomplish the agenda of the government. Yeah. One of the things that you put in the article was rules for thee, um, but not for me. And I think that we have seen that uh, play out uh, increasingly. Um, so uh, what what do you think about that? Well, you know, it's so easy to find the latest Twitter post or picture and social media, whatever, of the latest politician who's not wearing their mask or whatever. And it's, you know, it's just hypocrisy. And it's, it's so easy to jump on that bandwagon and for the whole conversation to really become acidic. And, and we could do that here. But I, I mean, I think everybody knows that, that largely politicians and those in authority, I mean, we've all seen the picture of Dr. Fauci at the baseball game without his mask on and, you know, the people at the latest award show, whether that was the Emmy or whatever, and, you know, the, the wait staff were wearing their masks, but everybody else wasn't. So, I mean, the, the hypocrisy is obvious. And again, it's got to cause us moral Americans to say, stop enough. We're not doing this. Yeah. So what can we do? How can we fight back against this oppression? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I I think we've got to take um, every weapon we have. First of all, prayer. You know, it's, you know, in these situations, especially a a prayerless believer is neglecting the most powerful weapon that they have to eliminate fear and oppression and, and all of those things. And and then we, we've got to go to scripture in Colossians 2. It says, see to it that you take uh, every opportunity to be free of the captivity that comes from empty philosophies. I mean, we've got to, 
take a realistic look at, at what the truth is. The truth is you have a 99% chance, 99.9% chance of, of, of surviving COVID. And we've got to look at that truth and, and, see, and say what it is. You know, that a recent New York Times post asked um, Democrats and Republicans you know, for whatever worldview that um, that choice makes. What's the chance of being hospitalized by COVID? Uh, Missy, you probably saw this survey, and and um, it was uh, 67%, 70% of Democrats thought there was a 25 or higher chance, 25% or higher chance of you going to the hospital if you get COVID. Do you know what the reality is, Misty? I'm sure you probably know this. It's like two or 3% actually go to the hospital. And so we've got to look at the real statistics and not just, you know, take what is being funneled to us by uh, the mainstream media. We've got to look at the real facts. And actually, a lot of the facts come through the CDC. People just aren't looking at them. People aren't taking them for what they really are and letting them be applied to our lives. Well, and I think never before has the vaccine been the only choice to cure a disease. We always have treatment options. And it seems like anyone who tries to come up with a treatment option for COVID, that that is squashed, that it is looked at as... um, is that, it, that it's bad, that it's wrong, even by respected doctors. And I think many doctors are afraid to come out and say something against the party line, because what we have seen is if you, if you, if you speak out against it, then, um, then, you know, you are, uh, canceled or marginalized. Oh, yeah. Um, but if we don't stand up, um, now is our moment, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's classified as illegal misinformation. <laughs> I, I mean, it's Orwellian that with these new words that, that they're coming up with, you know, it all started out with uh, hydroxychloroquine. I mean, we all remember those days and recently it's ivermectin and, you know, if, if people are saying that this helps, uh, and, and those drugs do help people, then you're not speaking the party line and, and you get, you get squelched, canceled. I, you know, I, I'm sure Misty, you like here at Intercessors for America, you know, we've been knocked out off every social media channel. We're written up by right wing watch on a regular basis. I mean, it's the persecution is, um, is at an all time high. And why can't Americans think through the issues themselves and make decisions for themselves? I think they can. I agree with you completely. And that's one of the reasons why I am such a huge fan of podcasting because podcasting is still a free way to get your message out there. Um, So, I want to conclude with this, Dave. Um, We we talked about praying. We've talked about being in the word. Um, What are some practical things that we can do? Because one of the things that I have seen with the pandemic is there has been um, an effort to keep us separated to um, if we start to talk out about it, like you said, we're canceled, we're kicked off platforms. What are some ways that we as concerned Americans can come together to fight this fight? 
Yeah, Misty, and I just want to thank you. You made a comment about podcasts are are free still. Thank you for your podcast, and thank you for speaking the truth. Continue to do it. Um, it it's so needed. And, and Misty, I got to tell you, you know, I traveled the nation. I, I'm done living in fear. I'm done adjusting my lifestyle for COVID. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And uh, yes, on airplanes, they make me wear a mask, but that's the only time and whatever, you know, I'm not adjusting my life. But but I, I, and that's what I'm hearing across this nation. People are sick and tired of being forced into a corner and told what they can do and what they can't do. And as a result of that, they are rising up. And I'm hearing teachers stand up and say, hey, listen, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to create a Bible study, you know, regardless of the gender identity or whatever, I'm going to stand up. And, you know, now when it comes to the vaccine mandate, like what we're talking about here, you know, how many people will lose their jobs or have lost their job because they're not willing to take uh, the vaccine? Well, there are so many public defense uh, law firms out there. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, First Liberty. You know, I love all of those folks. I run run around with the, the leaders of those organizations. Christian, if you're listening to my voice and Misty's voice, get over the fact that we do not use our legal system to fight our fights. Get over it. We're not supposed to sue other believers. That's a separate issue. But I tell you what, the left, the progressives, those with the anti-God demonic agenda have been using our legal systems for years. And if you're in a place where you are being persecuted or forced or whatever by this mandate, and you take the religious exemption, you're granted it or you're not granted it or you're persecuted as a result of it, contact these organizations. We have got to fight this in the court of law. Jesus Christ called us to be salt and light in the nation. And men and women of faith, we have got to use every tool at our fingertips. And the legal system is one of those that we must use in this day. Yes, we are in a battle. It is the battle of good and evil. And we see evil is much more in our face. And um, it used to be that evil was behind closed doors. And now it's just, it's right out there. And we do need to use every arsenal in our toolbox, including prayer and the word of God and being involved in local government and using the court system. I could not agree with you more. Hey, Misty, I, I know you want to close, but I can, can I just encourage everybody with one more thing? Yeah. You know, when, when it comes to prayer and intercession, I have, I've been in my position for a dozen years or so, but in the last three or four years, I have seen this wave of passion to pray for this nation caught me totally off guard, especially last year. I mean, literally a 50 year old ministry already reaching hundreds of thousands doubled in one year. We're on pace this year again to grow by another 50%. And, and Misty, please, and, and listeners, please do not be impressed with Intercessors for America or my, myself. Be impressed with what God is doing. And let me tell you what, if God is putting his people to pray for this nation, he is not done with this nation. So everybody be encouraged out there that our nation's history is not done. God's destiny for this nation is not over, nor is it ruined. 
He is moving greatly in the body of Christ and men and women of faith to pray and to see his will accomplished in these days. And I counted a privilege to be alive during these times and fight the battles that we're able to fight. And Misty, I know you are too. Yes. Oh, I yes, yes, yes. So Dave, this that was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for the work that you are doing at Intercessors for America and continue to stand up and use your voice, um, you know, to, um, to help Christians to take a stand in these, in these difficult days. Glad to do it, Misty. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.